0: you 're listening to becoming CEO where we share
1: our journeys as solo founders to becoming the CEO of seven figure businesses and these are our behind the scenes conversations as we figure it out, and these are things that most people just aren 't sharing Why do you keep breaking things greg well i 'm trying not to i'm trying to be i 'm trying to be patient um, which sucks because I have to watch things break and or not work, which sucks. <laughs> So this is this is your topic. Why don't you why don't you cue
0: it up? I got tons to say, but cue it up for us.
1: Yeah, so kind of the the thought for this is um actually I saw a quote. Uh I'm blanking on who who wrote it on Twitter, but uh not to bring Twitter up, but uh they said, you know, most businesses starve from indigestion, not uh not starvation. Or most businesses die from indigestion, not starvation starvation. And the original quote, I forget who wrote that as from a book and the, I like had to go look it up. And the whole thing was basically chasing, chasing shiny objects, constantly changing direction, um, to try the next thing, um, puts so much in your system that it actually you die of indigestion. And so, uh, it reminded me of another quote from this guy, Alex Charfin, who said like mature business owners, um, don't change direction at the drop of a dime. Um, Immature business owners are constantly changing direction. And as I've grown a team and the team continues to grow, I've realized that when we put something in place, you have to let it play out long enough to know if it's working. And that sometimes means watching things not go your way or still kind of experience some discomfort while being patient to let the thing play out before you make your next move. Because if you're always changing stuff, you'll never actually know what's working. And I feel like that is really difficult. (laughs) So, you know, I, I guess the rub here is
0: when you're a solo and you're doing everything, or you're like a very small team and you're still doing everything, the feedback loop on whether things are working or not working is a lot tighter. Yes. Whereas when you have a team, the feedback loop is longer. Why, why is that? Why is the feedback loop longer? What do you think?
1: Well, I think part of it is, you know, we've, you know, we talk about becoming, becoming a leader, which means you have to put people on your team in a position to do, obviously do the work. Um, and you know, sometimes maybe make a mistake and, and if you're always coming in to correct before that mistake can happen, um, you're not actually building this person to help you in the long term. You're just kind of like a Band-Aid. So uh, the real strength is when you build your team up to be able to handle certain things and make these decisions and execute on the vision. So you have to let them actually do it. And sometimes that will take more time than if you were to do it yourself. And so you have to kind of be able to delay the gratification that might come from you just knocking it out real quick because you already know what you would do, you know how to do it, you've done it before, but if you truly want this person to grow and be able to remove you from that aspect of the business, which if you're trying to do that, like you have to be patient and let that person go through it and be there to support them and maybe not give them all the answers. Thus, maybe watch them trip or watch them do it. Maybe not exactly the way you were going to do it, but see if it still works because maybe they can do it better or differently and still get the same result. And I think that's where it comes from. It's like you have to be able to delay that gratification. Um, And sometimes, you know, Hey, the car is steering into the oncoming traffic, better, better pull that back, you know, versus, you know, obviously you don't want them to crash the car, but finding that line, I think is hard.
0: And I think what's also hard is knowing when the car is veering off the track, because when you're in the weeds, you know, let's take a simple example. Let's take sales as an example. You know, when I was selling, when you were selling and we hit, we got faced with objections or we were getting, you know, hit with certain obstacles on calls and like sales were stalling or our follow-ups were dragging. Like we instinctively, intuitively knew what was going on because we were experiencing it and we knew what to fix. And it wasn't always a rational, oh, I must do X, Y, and Z. We just did it instinctively, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yes. And then, you know, you have a sales team now, and when they have the same issues, you're not on the calls, you're not listening, you're not there. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know what's going on apart from what they tell you. Mm-hmm. And so you, the feedback is getting filtered through your people. Yes. Right. It's not like pure, it's filtered, it's tainted. Through their perspective their worldview their lens their desire to protect their job their desire to make excuses for themselves their, all these things right oh. and that just delays the feedback loop because i mean i don't know if you find it this to be the case but like probably the hardest part of my job and the thing i struggle with the most is to find out what's actually going on like the truth
1: yeah and i mean not to point out sales specifically, but I actually think sales is even harder in that regard because you can go and I have listened to, you know, the call recordings of our you know advisors on these calls and you know, when you listen to them as a team, sometimes you can see things in the replay that in that moment you missed. Mm-hmm. And so like it's difficult on the sales side because it's like, you know, hey, I wouldn't have done that right there. And it's like, well, I might have, in that moment, possibly responded the exact same way, (laughs) you know? Um, Because, you know, you can't be inside their head. And, like, they don't have necessarily... They'll never have really the exact same instincts as you. And um, so there's kind of, you know, hey, they were hearing one thing. You heard something different they were in the moment when you heard it, you heard it knowing the context of the, the the deal didn't close. And so like, how does that change your interpretation of the event? You know? And so it's, you know, you're watching the replay. It's like, Hey, next time this happens, here's how I would probably approach that. You can't go back and change that moment, nor can I necessarily say that this is how I would have responded when they, when that prospect said X, Y, Z in this moment. So, uh, I think that one's even harder, but You know, I think where I feel it right now is, um, yeah, I don't know if we talked about this specifically, but like we have kind of coming into this year had shifted some of our acquisition funnel efforts to uh, kind of more of a group strategy that is pretty popular. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces and it's like, okay, like we made this move. A lot of things have now moved to, you know, Complement this strategy. We're seeing hints of it working. It's not necessarily we're not fully execution executing it perfectly yet, and you know we clearly see areas where we can improve. But it's like you know, two years ago, I'd been like, "F this strategy, I'm out." I'm going back to what was working. Whereas, like, I don't. That's not now. I I feel like I'm smart enough to know like I got to let this play out a little longer. Yes, it stinks. Yes, February you know was not where we wanted it to be, but like. I can't be looking back at February anymore. Like we got to be looking forward at March and making sure that the things that we're doing are teeing us up for a good March and a good April and you know, so on and so forth. And that requires some patience and letting things, some letting some things play out that it's like you already know it's uncomfortable and you're allowing it to be uncomfortable. That's like the, the difficult piece. We're on the exact same boat, you know, February, February, we made a
0: bunch of changes to our funnels, different changes than yours, but changes mm-hmm. nonetheless, right? Mm-hmm. Different ads, different offers. Um, we got really aggressive about building out our appointment setting team, and uh, you know, and it's it, the funny thing is, like, no matter how much we talk about this or think about it, I still, in the moment, think that everything's going to be immediate. <laughs> my my expectations are still like, oh yeah, it's going to work this month. We're going to do it this month and it's going to work this month. And in retrospect, I'm like, well, that was kind of dumb, but I, I, you know, I still have that expectation every single month we do something.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it's funny because I, I now look at it as, especially in regards to this acquisition thing. And, you know, for anyone listening, the, the word on the street, is that a lot of people are experiencing this right now with a lot of the changes with Facebook and blah, blah 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 blah. Like yes, I know that there's things we could personally be doing better, but there's also clearly a lot of other of my of our, our peers um, are experiencing similar obstacles and we know this because of the peer groups that we're in, masterminds we're in, you know, service providers that we work with that are also behind the scenes of other of other clients. So it's like you you see that and it reminded me of um, not to name drop, but like I was having dinner with uh, Alex Hormozy and Layla Hormozy. and she asked a question to the table uh, I was like, "Well, what's the biggest bottleneck that you have right now that we could possibly help you with?" And she was speaking to another entrepreneur at this point, and he actually talked about acquisition ironically, uh, and she made this comment uh, not word for word, but something like that doesn't sound like a bottleneck that just sounds like a a problem like that you're always going to have in business. And there are like, there are things that are challenges and that are problems that are always going, no matter what level you're at, are always going to be something that you're working on and something that you're trying to fix. But like, what is the bottleneck? Like, what is the thing that is holding you back from that level? Like the next level? She's like, because I can tell you, it's likely not just acquisition, like your acquisition costs. She's like, you're probably a crappy leader and you're too involved or you now need to expand channels and you haven't, you've stayed in one or like, you know, like there's, there's like bigger picture things because like, she's like, even when you're over here, you're still going to be trying to solve what you just said that, uh, kind of went into the whole conversation of when we get to this stage and, you know, as we've talked about in this show, like, you know, above a million, you know, Three, five, going 10, that uh, we have this, you have to focus on patience. But it's like in that patience, we can easily default to creating problems or uh, believing something is a problem so that we can go do something. And that often is actually the worst thing that you can do. And she's like, you you're just looking for problems to solve. And by going to go fix things that might not need fixing yet, because you haven't given anything long enough time to get, you know, to play out, you're actually just creating more problems. Like it might've not even been a problem in the first place, but now it's going to be because you were impatient. And like that has really resonated with me a lot because, you know, we sit here in this moment, it's a Friday, we record on Fridays. I'm going to go mountain biking after this. There's plenty of things that I'm not satisfied with that are not working, but like we've already put things into motion to resolve them that me trying to do more to resolve them like this afternoon, isn't necessarily the best use of my time. Like we got to let that, we got to let that play out. Dude, that's hard, man. Like I'm just going
0: to call that out. Like that's really, really, really hard. Which part? Being able to be like, what? like I think you were just like, You slash Layla Hermosi perfectly characterized the challenge of being the CEO, being the leader, Mm. being the person at the top, because our inclination and our instinct, because probably what got us here is to do and to fix as a problem. I'm going to go fix it. Another problem. I'm going to go fix it. Big problem, small problem. I'm a fixer. That's what we do. That's how we got here to be able to like hold back on that instinct And be comfortable doing sometimes nothing like not that you're not working, but like not aggressively solving problems because you're giving them time to play out Uh, and to be comfortable like kind of like watching things play out because the way any new campaign initiative gets going is it goes up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. And Mm -hmm. you should be more concerned about the trend line is it generally going up and to the right, but about every dip, right? It's like, you know, if you're buying crypto, right? (laughs) Right. You're like, you're watching every, you know, it's actually pretty good at metaphor. You know, I saw somebody say on Twitter, like Mm -hmm. any crypto that survives until 2050 is going to make you a millionaire. I believe that like zoom out 30 years buy anything, Mm -hmm. dude, you're going to be a millionaire in 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Right. But Mm -hmm. if you're watching every dip in the graph, and freaking out about it and then selling stuff like that's just a world of pain that you've signed up for and you'll be no further ahead financially.
1: Yeah. And you know, we've had, you and I have had personal conversations on like, Hey, this is the, this is the one thing, the bottleneck, whatever. And she made this comment, uh, and this might've been at, at dinner or on her podcast or her YouTube channel, I forget, but she's like, you know, you need to, as the leader, the CEO, you need to determine is this, fire in your business right now is this fire like in the living room in the children's bedroom or is it in the dumpster down the alley because if it's in the dumpster down the alley like let that let that shit burn like like there are certain things that you have to let burn it could be and you've talked about this before like you can't solve two problems at the exact same time They're like, you kind of have to let one thing quote unquote be, you know, not exactly where you want it to be while you get the other one dialed. And, and so it's like looking at the severity of the problem too, you know, like, okay, are we all going to die if this thing keeps happening or is it really just something that's down the street that I can let burn and it's not really going to hurt us long term and being able to I'm, suss that I'm out. I'm trying to
0: land the part. metaphor here and I like it. What, so what's the, what's an example of a, of a, a fire in the dumpster down the street? Like, what, What's a good
1: example there? Um, not prepared for that one, but, uh, I mean, all right. So like, this might not be a good comparison, but, um, the like to me, the, maybe like lead costs, you know, um, have gone up, but some other numbers are still okay. Uh, you've already put things in, in motion to resolve that issue yet currently it's still burning and hurts currently, but the solution is in motion. Like let, like you got to let it play out. Like if you run down the street and start blasting it with, you know, another solution, Mm. AKA like a fire extinguisher, like you might mess something up that was already in motion, right? Like maybe you had already called the fire department and they're coming, they're going to take care of it, but they're going to be there in 20 minutes, not the three minutes. It's going to take you to get down the alley. I got a, I got a couple of Versus Yeah. Or versus the one that's in the living room is like, uh, you know, we're going to be out of business if this continues like tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I love that metaphor. I got a couple of examples that, that hit home for me. So, One is, I think it was a couple of days ago, I logged in Stripe and I saw that there's a chargeback, Mm. which like never happens, right? Like knock on wood. Like, I mean, I could count the number of chargebacks that we've had in our entire business on my, like on one hand, right? Yeah. Uh, It's super rare. Uh, So it's a good, and the team's going to handle it.
1: quick side note, I know plenty of people that cannot say that. So just. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we know it. We know (laughs) it. Um,
0: And so, you know, like there's, an emotional reaction that could take place there. Right. What Mm. happened? How could they do this? What went wrong? Why are they unhappy? Yada, 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 yada. They're gone. (laughs) Okay. They're gone. Like there's no, there's no saving this client. The money in the Mm -hmm. grand scheme of things is not important. Like that emotional reaction to me is like, that's the dumpster down the street, you know, like let it go. It's not worth the heartache, right. Or the aggravation to try to rectify that situation. Let it go, move on, be better. Right. Yeah. Um, Another example, I think this is, this is something I've been dealing with personally last couple of months, I'd say is, you know, when you're dealing with something like, you know, in in our case, lead costs, right? Like a lot of things going on right now that are impacting lead costs, right? And, and marketing costs overall. And we're doing the things, you know, you've got the group, I've got mm-hmm. the funnels we're working on, like we're doing things to mitigate and to address it. And these things take time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my attitude has been in, and it's, this has been easier said than done, right? Like I struggle with this. <laughs> Instead of like throwing a million things at lead costs, which is arguably going to be detrimental because you can't do a million things at once, right? You have to put a test out into the market, observe the effects of it, like you're saying, patience, right? And then, which usually even takes three days to experience that, you know, and then make decisions based on the data, right? So like, there's there's a limit to how much effort uh, we can uh, we can uh, put forth to address the lead problem, right? Mm -hmm. What I can do though is solidify and uh, fortify my cash reserves. That's something I can do, right? I can make sure I'm well-funded. I can make sure we have enough cash in the bank. I can talk to the banks and short lines of credit so that if the fluctuations in lead costs end up being a, a, a longer-term thing or if it takes us longer to solve the problem than I, think we, than I, than I thought it would, we're fortified. That's productive. Throwing more mm-hmm. stuff at the lead problem right. after a certain point, not productive, Hedging and making sure your business is safe and stable while you, you know, like navigate those turbulent waters. That's productive. Yeah, that's good. Good. uh, Good pathway right there. I got another line here. I want to take us down, but I think it might be the next episode. I want to talk a little bit about self-awareness. And um, I'm curious what you have come to learn about yourself that has enabled you to become more patient. But I think we should call that a part two.
1: Yeah, let's call that a part two, but let's maybe put a bow on this one. Like, are there, well, I was going to ask, but then you said that. I was going to say, what are some things that you've done to, like, tolerate? And, yeah, that's the next that's, that's Coming, that's next coming episode, up next, on becoming CEO. <laughs> hit hit next right. in your podcast player. All right, so we, we state the problem, and in the next episode, we're going to talk about what we've been doing, you know, to handle this in, inside of our own businesses. So hopefully you found this helpful. We'll catch you in the next one. Typical mark, typical marketers, eh? We just agitate the problem and then leave you hanging <laughs> open to loop again, success. <laughs>